Hi there, welcome to Bible Size Chat. Gus, hello. We're trying to shorten the intros. Yes. Hi, John. Hi there, welcome to Bible Some, Size Chat. <laughs> someone had a question about the Nicene Creed, especially. <laughs> wow, zero segue. This is just Gus unplugged. He just wants to get out of here. It's it's afternoon, and you want to go home. Afternoon. Rest. It's it's after four. Okay, whatever. Oh, it's after four. I'm sorry, we're encroaching on your hours. No, I'm just kidding. Four fifteen. I know you get here super early. Go ahead. Um, Someone had a question. Yes. Um, let's call him James. <laughs> no. It probably wasn't James. It was someone else. Someone else. Um, someone had a question about the Nicene Creed. Okay. Uh, more actually the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. Right? Not yeah. the Nicene Creed. Uh, there's a phrase that says he descended into hell. Yeah. So number one, would you say the the Apostles' Creed? Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. Uh, you can take that phrase out if you want. Uh, but number two, what does that mean, and where do they get that phrase from? Because yeah. none of the apostles will believe, yeah. right, that Jesus actually descended to actual hell. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So, how would you explain that okay, to so, someone like me? So, <laughs> I'll use small words so you understand. I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, we, so real quickly, quick history lesson: the Nicene Creed is considered an ecumenical creed. Uh, it, it was ratified in 325 by the full council of the bishops uh, right after uh, the Edict of Milan when when Constantine stopped the the abuse of Christians in the Roman Empire and essentially converted the entire empire into a Christian empire. 313. Uh, 313, correct. And then 325, they get together, they make the Nicene Creed. We would affirm the Nicene Creed in its entirety. Yeah. We believe that, uh, we don't believe that it's scripture, but we do believe that it's the ecumenical agreement of what the scriptures teach yeah. about the person of Christ. So uh, the Nicene Creed is, is should be affirmed in that sense. Uh, and, it's, and it's very good. I mean, sometime if you, and maybe we'll do like a walkthrough of the yeah. Nicene Creed for a Bible slash long chat. Um, so that's the that's the first thing. The Apostles' Creed first shows up in about the eighth century, so it's much later. Uh, and there's a lot of good stuff in the Apostles' Creed, but it isn't. It was never written by an ecumenical council. It sort of just shows up. It's called the Apostles' Creed, but no one knows why it's called the yeah. Apostles' Creed. Uh, it 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 appears in history. We well, some think. people think. I mean wrongly that it was actually written by the apostles that's right. why or yeah. based on the teachings of the apostles right. yeah yeah that it's based on the teachings of the apostles but again we don't know where it comes from there's not an ecumenical yeah. co collective that gives us the the apostles creed so it, it just shows up in the eighth century a lot of things show up in the eighth century a lot of things show up throughout those those years the problem for us and the problem with history here is that it, it is an ecumenical and number two it's after really the big implosion of this church uh, uh, in that of the Christian church at that time because of the consolidation of power in Rome through Gregory the Great in about the fifth centuries or sixth century so you have you have the church at Rome essentially apostatizing by the sixth century and then you have the Apostles Creed showing up later still connected with the church in Rome uh, so that just a little history lesson. The Apostles' Creed doesn't have the same level of validity uh, as the Nicene Creed. Are there some things that are true in it? Absolutely. But it doesn't fall in the same category as the Nicene Creed or the early church ecumenical creeds. So that's the first thing. The whole issue of did he descend into hell or not is a secondary issue. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we'll do that on a different video. Yeah. Because it's just going to get long. You can do it now. Nah. Come on. All right, fine. Okay, so real quickly... Uh, they get this from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. It says, For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, which is a beautiful verse. Yeah. 
And then verse 19, it says, in which also he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison. Now that's the New American Standard Version translation. Uh, who were once disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Now, again, Peter writes in a very Semitic fashion here, so it's kind of like lots of ideas yeah. kind of woven together. Um, but the the issue that he's making, that the issue that they say is in verse 19, it says, in which, or, or in in which case, or in, su- in such a way, he, uh, or in whom, he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison. So that, that's where they get the idea that he went and proclaimed to the spirits in hell yeah. uh, that he was, that, that he had had victory over Satan. The problem with that view is that it doesn't fit with what actually happens in the text here. It says he was put to death in the flesh, made alive in the spirit. So now he's alive, right? So the spirit makes him alive. We know from 1 Corinthians 15 that what, what uh, Peter here is talking about is that he had a spiritual body. Yeah. He could move around now, right? Um, but the in which he went and made proclamation, that's not the issue, right? The issue isn't that he went somewhere. The text actually says... In whom? In his physical body, or in his new spiritual body now, he makes proclamation yeah. to the demons that are in prison. Okay, so why why is that distinction so much different? Because it's not about him going and proclaiming or preaching in hell. It's that the fact that he was raised from the dead is the proclamation to the demons who are in hell. So he is proclaiming to the demons in hell that he has been victorious over Satan, mm-hmm. not by preaching a message to them, or not by going to hell, but by the fact of his resurrection. His resurrection is the declaration of God that he is both Lord and Christ, as Paul says, and as Peter says in Acts chapter 2, as Paul says in Romans chapter 1, verse 4. So the, the descending into hell is not, an actual, uh, is not something that's actually taught in the Bible anywhere. Uh, anywhere else. And so that was added, or that is part of the Apostles' Creed that we would say should be cut out of the Apostles' Creed. So we wouldn't even say that the Apostles' Creed is really a creed of the church. It's just a statement. It's a series of statements. It can be helpful, but it's not something that we should affirm in its entirety. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, there you go. I hope that's helpful for you, James. If you uh, have any questions or have any uh, questions on any other topic, we'd love to uh, talk to you or answer them. So you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.